Welcome to the Armada EW podcast with your host, Tom Withington at the controls. It's 30 years since a US-led coalition evicted Iraq from Kuwait. Operation Desert Storm featured a six-week air campaign. Integral to this were the F-15 combat aircraft the US Air Force deployed to the Kuwait Theater of Operations. We're delighted to be joined today by author and historian Mike Guardia. Mike's just published a book entitled Skybreak, which looks at the F-15's career with the 58th Fighter Squadron during Desert Storm. He's an old friend of the podcast and last joined us back in November 2020 to talk about his book, Foxback Tales. This looked at the fascinating career of the MiG-25 Foxback combat aircraft. Mike, it's good to have you back. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Tom. It's great to be on the show again. Thank you for having me. Well, let's start with a general overview of your new book. And I wondered if you could tell us a little bit about the book and what prompted you to write it. Well, the title of the new book is called Skybreak, the 58th Fighter Squadron in Desert Storm. And this is an overview of that particular fighter squadron and their career throughout Operation Desert Storm in the Gulf War. And the claim to fame that they have is that they were the top killing squadron of that conflict. And throughout the course of that war, they registered 16 air-to-air kills, which was more than any other coalition unit throughout the entire war. And you had a number of firsts that belonged to the 58th Fighter Squadron throughout their time in Desert Storm. For instance, they registered the very first kill of the air war, in which a pilot downed a MiG-29. And that was also the first time in history that any MiG-29 anywhere had been shot down by enemy fire. And you had the most number of pilots who achieved more than one kill. You you had the most number of pilots to achieve double kills. And you also had the most number of MiG-29 shot down by a singular unit within that conflict. And given the speed and ferocity which they engaged the Iraqi Air Force, I felt compelled to get their story down on paper. And the genesis for the project grew out of an earlier book that I had done on the F-15 called Wings of Fire, and I was compiling the combat history of the F-15 throughout its operational history. I was uh, focusing on Desert Storm in one particular chapter, and all the same names and all the same units began to stand out to me as those who really accomplished the most. And I just said, gosh, I really feel like I need to get a book out there on 58 Fighter Squadron and what they did. As I understand it, the F-15 had one of the most advanced EW systems at the time in the sky, I imagine. And I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about the role that this equipment played during that deployment to support Desert Storm. So the F-15 did, in fact, have one of the most advanced EW suites in the world at that point. And uh, part and parcel to its electronic warfare system was the APG-63 radar. Now, if we're looking at the specific type of F-15 that was used by the 58 Fighter Squadron, they were in the latest edition of the F-15C model. And the F-15C model had a decided advantage over any Soviet-built aircraft that was fielded by the Iraqi Air Force at that time. If you take a look at the APG-63, in its very first iteration, you had a radar that was incredibly advanced in the sense that it was an X-band radar and it was also a pulse Doppler radar system. Now, in terms of its EW capabilities, what it could do was that this system could very easily transition for, from air-to-air operations to air-to-ground operations. It was a multi-purpose radar that could very easily engage flying targets and it could also engage ground targets and it could also engage low 
low-flying targets without being confused by ground clutter. They called this a look-down, shoot-down capability, where you had the capability of being at a higher altitude than your designated target and being able to engage it without having the missile or the radar system be offset by any, any ground heat or any type of ground clutter. And when you play that forward, when you take all of these combined characteristics together, what it did was it made for a radar system that could track simultaneous targets and could see farther and shoot farther than any plane that the Iraqis had, to include the MiG-29, you know, where you see the qualitative differences start to arise is not only in the equipment itself, but also, also keeping in mind that the Iraqi Air Force was very much tethered to a series of GCI stations. Their pilots relied very heavily on ground control intercept stations, which kept them on a tether to how far those radars could reach and took away a lot of their situational awareness and a lot of the initiative and independent decision-making that they could otherwise execute. It's interesting, Mike, that you mentioned the F-15's radar, because I remember last time you were on the show, we were talking, of course, about the MiG-25 radar. Uh, we had a good discussion about that, and it might not necessarily be comparing light with light, but I wondered from your perspective, were there any sort of key similarities and differences between the radar that the MiG-25 was using at the time and the slightly later system, in a sense, that the F-15 took to war uh, in the Gulf? Yes. So on the MiG-25, you had the Smirch radar system. And one of the central features to the Smirch radar was that it had a look-down, shoot-down capability. It had the ability to engage targets at lower altitudes. And it was that knowledge that really prompted the development of the F-15 and put a lot of the F-15 developers into overdrive to think, how can we make a comparable radar? How can we take the APG series radar and give it the capabilities that are similar to what we think we will encounter if we see a MiG-25 anywhere in the skies over Eastern Europe or any other hotspot as it may be. Looking towards the end of the war, from an EW and a radar perspective, what do you feel were the major lessons learned for the F-15C community for the aircraft in the aftermath? Well, I think by and large, the F-15C community was very pleased with how the APG-63 performed, uh, but they took a lot of lessons learned back with them. Uh, when they took all of the lessons learned from Desert Storm and, and they took them to the Materiel Command and took them to the drawing board, they said, okay, well, we had a good start with the APG-63, so how can we make it even better? And this led eventually to the developments of the APG-63V2 and the uh, APG-63V3. And with both of those iterations, you had an enhancement package uh, for the APG-63 V2, for example. What you did was you had a radar that was an active electronically scanned array, and you had the capability to expand the pilot's field of view and expand his situational awareness, and also had the ability to track multiple targets and engage multiple targets at, at the same time. You know, you had, uh, you had the capability that was adapted specifically to the forthcoming AMRAM missile, the AIM-120, that was just coming online right as Desert Storm kicked off. And then if you fast forward a little, a little more into the future with the V3 version of the APG-63, you have even more capabilities there than you did with the version two. And of course, from the 63 series then came uh, almost as a simultaneous development, the APG-70. Mike, thank you very much for joining us. Great to have you back on the show. Well, thank you very much for having me, Thomas. It's always a pleasure to be on the podcast. 
We're looking forward to hearing about more books that you may be doing in the future as well. And I would say to all of our listeners, if this has whetted your appetite, Skybreak is available both as a paperback and ebook from all major online vendors. Uh, don't forget you can find more electronic warfare news and analysis at armadainternational.com forward slash electronic hyphen warfare. That's all for now. Thanks very much for listening.